you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd overdrive. I will always survive. Fanboy, baby. Feel so alive watching Babylon 5. Just want to be a fanboy, baby. Making best friends with a robot bender. Fanboy, baby. Ooh, listen up, fanboy. Hey, thank you. Yes, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Back after a long time. Thank you. I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and you can see the whole triptych of us. Uh, so right there in the middle, in the, from uh, producing from the Sanctum Santorum. Rick Brett Snyder. And of course, our announcer, which we just have to have back all the time now. <laughs> I'm Nate Costa. All right. So, uh, yeah, we have been gone a while. And so uh, before we, we dig into the main, what? Oh, and Nate's he's just got to go get, he's got to get supplies. Okay. Well, no, that's fair. That's fair. So yes. All right. All right. Um, let's see. I, I, yep. That, that messed it up. See, we're pretty. Yeah. All right. Anyway, go with it. I will. I will. All right. So I'll go to just myself for a moment here and say, uh, that, of course, uh, anything we talk about in tonight's podcast, if you uh, would like to own it for your very own and uh, you uh, cannot find it at your local brick-and-mortar store, of course, that uh, you can find it on an Amazon link that's found on Fanboy Planet. And we are an affiliate with Amazon so that anything that uh, that you purchase through Amazon may result in a little bit of revenue for us. And so we do appreciate that. As well as if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. You can join the conversation that way, or you can follow us on the Facebook page or on the Twitter. Again, I sound like an old person. Uh, you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, also at fanboyplanet. You sense the pattern. We look forward to hearing from you because we really do love getting the feedback. So, um, yeah, we've been gone and in, we're like, we're not quite smack dab in the middle, but we're, but we're in the midst of a three or four week long celebration from Warner media designed to take money from us. Uh, and that is of course, DC fandom. And so on August 22nd, they did this 24 hour international open everybody free, uh, event online. And I think all of us caught some of it. I don't know if any of us caught all of it. Uh, Rick, Not were you staying up full twenty four hour? It, well, it was only twelve hours. They repeated the twelve hours in the second. <laughs> I know, but well, I thought maybe if totally you were doable. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably caught about eighty percent of it. Yeah, of what I wanted I, to see. Yeah, I, I I missed the no. Did I miss the Aquaman two? No, I know I missed something that I wanted to, and I was like, darn. But anyway, uh, so uh, there we go. What were, what were the highlights? First of all, I guess did it work for you? It worked for me in that it was really obviously pre-recorded and produced. And so that part of it didn't really feel like a convention. And that's been the case for the bigger ones. Comic-Con was the same way. Yeah. Um, 
I've been going to a lot of con conventions where they've done a lot more live, but there's still been some recorded stuff. So I, what, what didn't work for me really didn't work for me. And I think they're abandoning it for the second time was the, the whole fandom virtual environment that they kept on talking about as like, you're so proud of it. And the thing about virtual environments, um, they're, they're okay. If, if you put the viewer in them, but if you're watching somebody else walk around in a virtual environment, it just looks like, you know, bad 90s special effects. Yes. Yes. Although I think part of the pre-recording uh, in that was that, you know, when they first announced it, they had like these hubs yeah. and they were trying to envision it this way. And by doing just the one, you know, the, by dividing into two days, those hubs went away. Now the hubs I think are being experimented with again this weekend. So, uh, so the, the, but it does seem like when I looked at the schedule that it's still not overlap. So really the only other place to go besides leaving entirely is to their retailers. Yeah. The hubs made you, made you think of when you go to a convention, you'd go to different halls for, for different talks. Uh, but there was no sense of moving anywhere. I've been in, I've been in much lower tech conventions that have had real feeling like you're going to different rooms. Well, I wonder um, if they were thinking originally going to be like an AR of you could control yourself and move through to a hall. And, and I say that's what they were thinking. Yeah. And then AT&T came in and went, <laughs> we're spending too much money. And first they fired 80% of their staff. And then they said, and now let's celebrate. So <laughs> it, it sort of worked. Nate, did you get yeah. to catch any of it? I caught something, but I don't remember what. And I don't know if I caught it during or if somebody posted a trailer or what. I don't know. I saw things. All right. We, <laughs> there, there were a lot of trailers released, and I think, oddly enough, Suicide the last Squad. What? The Suicide Squad. Yeah. Great, great reveal. Great behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, it was nice because I remember you posted saying, well, this cast. And it's like he had released the cast months ago but had not connected who they were. Right. And so that was really cool to see. And, and he's gone very – we knew that, uh, you know, the polka-dotted man was going to be in it because we interviewed him. And that – and, of course, nobody knew who um, – you know, we knew that Harley Quinn was going to be in it. But we didn't know that Blood – Bloodstroke? No, no, that's not right. Bloodshot? Um, no. Yeah. Deadshot. No, it's not Deadshot. It's not that's, that's, still open for, that's still open for Will Smith to appear if he chooses to return in a, the inevitable, inevitable yeah. sequel. So, uh, but yeah, and very obscure stuff going in there. And even Nathan Fillion, I think he's listed as TDK, and nobody can figure out who TDK is. But they're the thinking night. it's arm fall off boy, like with his name changed. Uh, that would be appropriate for Nathan Fillion to play something really stupid, like but really convinced this is a very useful I, power. My bet's on that he's the one who dies in the first 15 minutes of the film. I, I'm going to bet that too. I, I, I will agree with you on that. And uh, I should say, of course, if you are watching this live, you feel free to add comments in on the, the comment side and, uh, and, and if any questions show up on this. I think the big news that 
we sort of knew was going to happen was the return of Milestone Media, and people have been waiting for that. It's not the first time in the past five or six years that DC has made an announcement that Milestone was coming back, but we are getting static, uh, or uh, as most people know for the animated series, static shock. Uh, It was an interesting panel. It was a great panel. It was a great panel, although I I think Nate and I talked about this uh, off off screen that it – they left one crucial thing out, and it's interesting that that they keep writing him out of the histories, which is Michael Davis, whose actual childhood basically forms Virgil Hawkins' childhood. Like that is his backstory is Static's backstory, but but Michael left uh, Milestone and to to uh, head Motown Comics, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he runs the Black Panel every year at Comic Con. And so it's just weird that they wouldn't even throw him that, that credit, even though, you know, everybody else was involved. That's still alive. Dwayne McDuffie, unfortunately has of course passed away, but I'm excited beyond that still to see icon come back to see static come back. What was interesting because people were saying like, well, can they get the old comics? They realized the last time milestone, I mean, static shock was part of the new 52, and I think lasted maybe six issues, which was longer than some of the new 52 revival stuff. But other than that, it's been at least, I think 20 years since they've been in comics. And uh, so Jim Lee addressed that they're going to have the, the back issues available and you you can get a chance to read it, but only digitally. So in an era when comic book store owners are very nervous that, DC is making lots of moves that are cutting them out of the market. Almost everything DC said at DC fandom about comics was designed to continue that unease because static's going to be digital first and then collected in trade. Um, the other big thing they announced that John Ridley uh, is the screenwriter. John Ridley is going to do a Batman miniseries with Jose Ladrone and that's going to be digital. And so, you know, it's, it, it's looks like Warner's uh, or AT&T Warner media's movement towards uh, for DC is if you're not Superman, Batman, and even obviously not all Batman, um, maybe justice league, you're not going to be in print unless you're going into the bookstores as a, as a graphic novel or trade paperback. So uh, it, it is, it is interesting. I think we have to talk to Steve mix again or, and maybe other retailers as well see what see what they're thinking well looking over the panels there there certainly is not a lot of opportunity for them to extend that story in this second uh fandom i mean there's there is another panel on milestone there there is mm-hmm. uh, the, uh the panel the panel lineup looked richer in this take than it did in the first one so i'm looking forward to it i hope that's true i i i enjoyed the first one i'll see it again in the meantime you know they did a lot of announcing you said the suicide squad a lot of movie stuff. And when you talk about the production, I got to say, like, the interesting thing is I loved what they did with the Wonder Woman 1984 panel. Well, that was beautifully produced. What a really cool way to do it. I love the moment when Linda Carter appeared and Kristen Wiig lost it. And, you know, and Linda Carter back to Gal Gadot, that genuine love fest. That was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And then you get to, like, Zack Snyder, who is this totally stylized director, and that was one of the most visually boring produce panels. I mean, the, the trailer for justice league for the Snyder cut is, 
your usage, your, your mileage may vary. Uh, I'll watch it. I know I'm going to watch it. But, you know, if you're all for it, great. I'm glad for you. Let me get that my thumbs up in the camera. Uh, and if you're one who does not like, uh, if you are thumbs down, uh, I understand that as well. But I already subscribed to HBO Max. So, I mean, what else am I going to do? Uh, just pretend there's not this <laughs> Justice League. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's there. But in between these DC fandoms, they did announce a new general manager to take some of the pressure off of Jim Lee. And that is Daniel Cherry III, who's going to be working alongside his general manager and going to take the day-to-day of running the comics, whereas Jim Lee, I think, is going to be more of the face, like his father, Stan, uh, for uh, for DC. Yeah, I know. I get that joke past some people, and then some oh. people go, really? I didn't know. So it never gets old to me. Anyway. Pretty great if his father, Stan, really was Stan. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so uh, this guy, uh, Daniel Cherry the third, I think he was from Blizzard. So he's got a video game background, but he's going to be running the publishing arm. And he released a post and maybe somebody wrote it for him. But I got to say, I, I read an article on Newsarama and he talks the talk. And in fact, Newsarama let me down, which I'm, I guess I'm not surprised, let me down by actually not understanding which comics he was talking about because they ran the wrong art for the thing that they were, that he was talking about. So he goes deep. He named like, he knew everybody in the history of running DC. He knew, uh, he knew many create major creators. And he said he first got into, and Rick, I think this is going to strike you deep in the heart. That he first got, no, in a good way. Okay. He first got into comics because his father would share with him the giant dollar sized uh, Shazam collections, you know, the dollar price, those big oversized, right. you know. Right. And so that was where Newsarama let me, let me down. They go like the header, the, you know, this is what got him into comics. And it was just the regular Shazam number one, 20 cents. I'm like, Oh, you people, you guys don't know your history, but he does. And so I thought that was pretty good. Um, he has stated uh, uh, that he wants to entertain and engage the global fan base which I think is what C.B. Sabolsky was is doing over at Marvel, you know, because they've done a lot in the Asia Pacific region. Uh, moved out, obviously, you know, his Attack on Titan came over and teamed up with the Avengers. I don't know if that's really the way you call it, but the Avengers appeared in an Attack on Titan story. Uh, so you know, there's definitely a lot of crossover happening, and of course, Marvel. I'll be talking about that a little later about another crossover, but it was clear from the fandom that truly was international. And if you missed the introduction of who any of those international hosts were, it was like, what, why, what, who, what's their cred? I mean, I don't know if people, you know, I thought I, I used Tyler, I got it. I've listened to her podcast. I, I know she's a, uh, she's got legit cred. She does. But I had no idea why anybody else was there. And so, and that's all right. Other than they were international and that's great. So it, it was absolutely reaching out to that global fan base. Which and they're there's a panel about Brazil, about fandom in Brazil, and DC's been doing a lot in, in Brazilian conventions for the last, I don't know, five, six years. A lot of it announcements have come out of there. She's she's doing an after show for one of the... The Boys. Oh, for The Boys. That's right. They yeah. haven't had any episodes yet, right? They've had three. They launched last week. Well, they had week. three episodes of The Boys, but none of the after show. I don't know because I don't watch the after shows of anything. I went, I went looking for it. I couldn't find it. Because my, uh, well, we'll talk about it later. It just, it says, it says the boys. And then the after show is right there on my panel. So 
I don't know. Maybe they just don't want you to watch her. Think uh, about that. What did you do to Aisha Taylor? I mean, first of all, she said is she forgave me. Water still in effect. That's that's the question. She said she forgave me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Not uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you looking forward to on Saturday? We said an expanded milestone. Uh, there's a lot of TV. Yeah. I'm just going to cruise the whole thing. There is a uh, Neil Gaiman uh, Sandman uh, panel that I expect to be squeeing. Over. Different than the one before? I don't know. I ex- okay. I'm hoping. Okay. Either way, I had to leave in the middle of that one, so and I never caught it again. So One thing I can't figure out about this one, it looks like, it's almost looks like you can binge this one. Like everything's going to be available on demand. Because if you go into any of the panels, it says at this time, but also at the bottom, there are buttons to say, show me on demand. So oh, I, expect- I expect that at, at the very least, it's going to be one of those things where after they've done the initial broadcast, if you want to watch it again, you can just click the link and watch it again. Did that not happen with the first one? No. no it was, you just ran through. It was a total stream, and and you're, you could buffer it for a little while, but if you went too long, it would just toss the buffer, and you'd be caught up with it live. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been at other panels. Uh, I was at um, Dragon Con last weekend, the digital Dragon Con, and they actually had you pay $10 for streaming rights. And I was all confused about that because I, I did it, and nothing changed. So I, I, can't wa- I wanted to watch the Felicia Day panel that I had missed. And what it turns out is after the convention's over for the next year, you have access to the, to the panel set. Oh, so that's pretty cool. And 10 bucks. Yeah. That's totally worth it. Everybody's but, trying a new variation. Yeah. And I think, uh, which, you know, one, I hate to say this, but it does beg the question. Okay. So AT and T Warner media has figured out you can hold DC fandom. What's in it for them to go back to comic-con? Right. I, I tell you, there have been uh, last weekend, there was Gen Con and Crunchy Roll Con. And mm. both both of them had a lot of, well, I mean, you have to really like Crunchy Roll, and I do. Um, but you have, you, there was a lot of programming. I mean, mm-hmm. they can chop, they, the strangest, strangest groups have been putting out full weekends of convention material. And I think that's, I mean, we talk about the the be careful what you wish for with respect to all the programming we're backed up on, and now we got conventions that we're backed up on telling us about the programming we haven't had a chance to watch yet. Now, that's why I don't watch the after shows of anything because <laughs> like, I just watch that show. Now I got to move on to something else that I want to watch. Well, I just want to watch Aisha Tyler. Yeah, I believe she's on CSI. That was not uh, legally binding. Criminal again. Minds, Criminal Minds. That was, I think. All I know was once again it was an interesting uh, how we uh, how uh, my fiance and I come at things from different ways. I know Aisha Tyler as a stand-up and as uh, from her stint on Friends and and cameoing and all kinds of comedy stuff. And she goes, "Oh, oh, she's supposed to be funny. She's in Criminal Minds. So, like <laughs> she only knows the show through murder, you know? <laughs> right? She's fierce." Yeah, no, absolutely. We, yeah. you know, we had a little crossover because Netflix just launched Young Wallander, which I thought, you know, it was actually a crossover of our uh, of our interests. You know, uh, British crime shows and murder, and Young Wallander made it sound like it's like a superhero story, like you know, 
Young Justice. And no, no, it was not anything like Young Justice. I felt ripped off. Was so, it anything like uh, Young Indiana Jones? There was another one. That's good. Yeah. I I didn't watch many of those either. I didn't think they were as entertaining as Raiders of Lost Ark. But the Young Anything never quite is. But Oh, Muppet Babies was good. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Muppet okay. Babies is very sure entertaining. It was great. I, yeah, I've never watched Muppet Babies. So, anyway. Uh, so, once again, if you're watching this live, you have dcfandom.com. Uh, I did get the t-shirt. So, the t-shirt only took like two weeks. And then all the crisis over mail delivery, That I figured that was pretty good. I didn't think I was going to get DC Fandom until my t-shirt until Comic-Con. I also got my Legos. I ordered Legos from them, too. So, Which one did you buy? I bought the Nightmare the Nightmare Batman and Parademon to celebrate the Snyder Cut. So yeah, you're having a big celebration. In Lego, yeah. I'm going to build a little uh, little Lego Zack Snyder and say this may be more entertaining than the four hour miniseries, but you know, we'll see. It comes with a cool gun. So uh, yeah, DCFandom.com uh, on Saturday, and of course we're here to talk about comics. So even if we talk about comics, we are. Nate, give us our theme song. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? That's right. All right, Rick, what's in your bag this week? Can we let Nate go first? Because I don't want to step on his his, his uh, choice. Oh, that's true. And he did run for that. Yeah, so I'll go see. ahead. You can walk by me if you want to. But you'll be on camera. Uh <laughs> I wanted to pick up a specific book, but I already put it away where it goes. So I couldn't get into that box. But I did pull this one out from August 19th. Yes. Maestro Numero Uno, featuring art by the very talented Dale Keown. I will pick up anything he draws. Uh, it's it's the origin of the maestro that we've all wanted for years because there was Future Imperfect where we're introduced to the maestro and it's like, well, how did that happen to the Incredible Hulk? How could he turn into such a dastardly fool? And now we're going to learn all right, no, I'm glad how he became that so terrible. That came out in kind of a, it was a bad week for me in between comic shops. So I miss that entirely. And at Earth 2, they have the reprint of uh, Future Imperfect, like on the shelf. And I keep going, I keep thinking that's my store number one. So I got to track it down uh, <laughs> because I love Future Imperfect. I thought that was great. And there was a, Peter David wrote a novel that was a semi-sequel, What Rough Beast, I think, uh, that, that came out in the late 90s, uh, that like it dealt with the, with, the son of, of the Hulk and Betty who had encountered the maestro. So um, I don't know if those are being reprinted anywhere, but there's some really good Marvel novels too. But anyway, there we go. Rick, what's in your bag? Well, before I read your, your uh, Twitter, uh, your Facebook tweets, I was going to talk about this one, but I'm not going to talk about that one. No, we can talk about that one. I'm well, not we sh- we should it. wait until the next issue and then we should have a bigger conversation about it. About what's actually happening? But yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Who's who, what's what, all that, all that good stuff. Well, so, it's a Jeff Jones book, so that'll be sometime in 2022. All right, good. Okay, very good. Well, it's, okay, so 
the the magazine says it's bi bi monthly, but does that mean every other month or twice a month? Because they've used the same term for both recently. Yes, they're fooled. They want to fool you. They want to fool you. Bi monthly means every two months. Bi weekly is. Twice I know. A month. I, I agree. They when it's a when it's a black label book, bi monthly can mean anywhere from every two six to months six months. Now. Yeah, exactly. I don't. E- I love Shazam, and I don't even know what's going on in it because it's been so long between issues. I keep reading it, going, "Did I miss one?" Same thing with Doomsday Clock. So, okay. Anyway. Did you Wait, that ended, see Shazam fourteen Dale Keown cover? No, I did not. I totally missed that. I need to go get it. All right. Anyway, back to Rick. What are you going to choose? Firepower. Firepower. Good one. Are you picking this one up, Nate? Absolutely. Okay, so a lot of what I'm going to say, I'm wanting you to back me up on this. Uh, this book came out in a graphic novel first, which was a kind of a prequel to the first issue of the regular series. This is issue number three of Firepower. Uh, of course, it's written by Robert Kirkman, and uh, it's illustrated by Chris Samney. Um, basically, you've got the the standard kung fu uh, iron fist, uh, trope of the, uh, Western person coming in contact with a strange and mysterious training facility, learning all their stuff and then going back into civilization. Or is it really civilization really? They left paradise to go back to the city. Um, this is, uh, and you can sum it up that way, but it's so much better than any of the things that came before it. Um, just basically on the energy of Kirkman's writing. I, I can't, I can't nail down any one thing that says why this book is worth your $3 and 99 cents. Um, <laughs> It is. Uh, it does have some great characters in it. The the master who trains our hero is uh, is amazingly funny, uh, unexpectedly funny, and unexpectedly he's almost like Chun from the Destroyer series in his uh, his uh, odd odd uh, affectations and what he likes and dislikes and the way he talks to people. But then he drops into the serious mentor who has dark secrets and knows things that we're not supposed to know yet. Um, the book itself, uh, and this is where I need you to just like agree with me, Nate, or disagree, but I, I know you're going to agree with me. Just like The Walking Dead, this book is so full of energy. And in it feels like 30 seconds after you open it up, you're done. And you want the next issue. It's, 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 it just, it bursts out at you and you, you can, can look back over and there's a lot of story development that happens in it, but it's just the way Kirkman writes it, the way it gets laid out, the speed at which they go through the, 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 the story pages within this slim flap floppy binding. Um, I, I just, I'm head over heels, obviously over uh, firepower and you can still probably go back and pick up. Uh, issues one through three. If you can't, I have no doubt they're going to be reprinted. And of course, if we know anything about Skybound, they'll be reprinted in uh, small volumes, slightly larger volumes, even larger volumes, hardback larger volumes, and then volumes you could kill yourself trying to lift. 
and eventually just beamed straight into your head. Yeah. But that, that's also an image uh, thing, you know, Skybound being part of image, of course, but, you know, Chew did that too. Yeah. So uh, well, you know, Skybound had a great sale a couple of weeks ago where everything was like 50% off. And I picked up so many graphic novels of theirs. It wasn't, it was silly, but yeah. Yeah. I think that part of the, they they sucked you in with that graphic novel directly into the free comic book day. Right. So it was like getting seven issues on day one. And then yeah. you wait for one and two drop the same day. And then you wait for three. So you're like, wait a minute, I already read 10 issues and I'm still waiting for the next one now because you read 10 within two hours. Yeah. Well, Kirkman knows how to do things to get people hooked. You know, um, I'm hooked. Yeah. Sure. Well, uh, I think mine's going to be a little more obvious to anybody who actually uh, knows me and the artwork that I often follow. This is uh, <clears throat> Marvel's take on Ultraman, uh, my childhood hero. Wavy, you back behind me. There is. Uh, you can maybe see an Ultraman uh, action figure. So uh, this is, hey, we got a comment, so I'm going to just run that fast. David J. Fowley says, sign me up for anything with Chris Samney. That makes sense to me. Uh, anyway, uh, so Marvel is doing Ultraman, the original uh, kaiju fighter from 1966. And as I was telling Rick beforehand, so I, I usually don't print covers, but uh, variant covers, but this was just so cute. Uh, so I had to, uh, but as I was pointing out, because the Alex Ross main cover, I, they had, they're using that painting for all that it is worth. You can get the towel, you can get the blanket, you can get the t-shirt, the mug. Uh, the one thing you can't actually get is the poster. So I, I have it rolled up behind me cause it's a, cause, uh, for my birthday, Rick gave me a print of it, but you can't actually buy the print online at the Ultraman galaxy store, which is silly because, you should want that. But anyway, uh, so this is really, in it, I, for a purist, it was a hard take, but I, I, but uh, they are basically starting it over uh, in 2020. Sheen Hayata is actually a washout, refused to uh, admission in to be part of the science patrol, and they have not yet revealed why, uh, but he will still, of course, encounter Ultraman. And... Uh, so it's kind of, but it is setting up what the science world does in 2020. Something happened in 1966 that involved, uh, some, some denizen from the city of light, but, but it's still not there. And a a few years ago, one of the Ultraman movies in Japanese that has not yet been, uh, dubbed and brought over to mainstream by Mill Creek, uh, did establish that there would be, that there's an Ultraman multiverse. So the original series and everything that followed from that, still happened, but you got to retell it for a new audience. Marvel found an interesting way around that. So in this first issue, which we were checking the prices, right? How much was that? Uh, was the one you loved the, the Kirkman one? Three ninety nine. Okay. So this is uh five ninety nine because it's actually double story with backups. And the double story is the first story is, is Ultraman. The second story and I absolutely love this. And by the way, yes, we know we lost Nate. I, I don't know what happened, but he'll let me know later. I think it was family matters. It could be. It could very well be. Anyway, uh, the second story is Ultra Q, which is the show that preceded Ultraman. It's kind of the Japanese X-Files before X-Files. And it, it was just normal people 
fighting kaiju in black and white. Uh, and that's, and, and so the story is in black and white. It's gorgeous. It's clearly going to tie in somehow, but it answers some questions because I've been rewatching the original series and there is an offhand reference in a couple of episodes so far to the science patrol isn't just in Japan. It's all over the world. So there's an episode where solar rays bring children's drawings to life as monsters and the science patrol actually doesn't figure out it's happening in Tokyo. They get the call from Paris that they're fighting a friend, a, a monster in France. And I'm like, what? Well, we never see them. And in this, in ultra Q, it is explaining how these, all these different bands come together. And I, and I really like that. Then the backup feature are little one pagers with, uh, with Pigmon, who is a, a cute little kaiju from Kaiju Island, I think was the name of the episode. He dies very heroically saving the science patrol. Uh, but he's now, like, he's helping a trainee identify kaiju and which ones you're not supposed to mess with and so forth. And so they're they're cute. For $5.99, I got so much Ultraman goodness, I, I was delirious. So... Didn't Marvel crib that whole idea of a kid drawing on a uh, drawing kaiju and them? No, that's kid kaiju. Yeah, it was from, it was Monsters from, uh, Unleashed. Monsters Unleashed. Yeah, yeah. But he just had the he had the mutant power, right? And in Ultraman in nineteen sixty six, it was just wait, we're getting Nate back. Let me bring him in. In nineteen sixty six, it was they said solar rays coming down. So the kid like draws this one and. The monster comes to life, but it just wants to sleep because it has like no detail. So it just, and the, and the kids, the children are all bored that this monster it just sleeps. And so then at night it goes back to being a drawing, I get on like a concrete roll tube and they, and the, the rest of the class like contributes things and starts identifying things that make it, will make it more dangerous until it becomes an actual threat. And you know, it, it's, it's, it's silly. Kid Kaiju, yeah, was Monsters Unleashed, and I don't know what happened to him. Well, they had a couple for a while. It was kind of a for a while, but yeah, then it faded away. But he was more like calling. He was calling forth like Fin Fang Foom, um, monsters that appeared and where monsters dwell, that kind right. of thing. So, and now that Marvel has a licensing agreement, I don't think we'll see Kid Kaiju anytime soon. So, all right, uh, so. Those are our recommendations this week. Watch DC Fandom. Uh, Nate, oh, I should run I should run our little ad, ad for Nate. Um, hang oh, on. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Across the bottom, Nate's still working at Wicked Chicken. Santa, Santa Clara. Santa is where I work. Santa Clara, there's one. And Scottsdale, Arizona. That is open. And soon to be open in Juneau, Alaska, right? Burbank, California, hopefully. Oh, Burbank. I get those mixed up. We got a scoop here, folks. Burbank. That's that's going to be mine. Okay. One well, of that's going to be close to me. I can actually see you more often. <laughs> nice. I mean, this is nice too, but it's still nice to see you at a six, safe six-foot distance in real life. Did we so, say that it was announced that Walking Dead is ending after next season? Well, but is it? Well, the Walking Dead is. Off, and then there's going to be movies with Rick. And then there's going to be another series. And there's still Fear the Walking Dead. So, Which no. So much better than it was. Oh, it's so much better. 
Well, then that's great. But I think John Dory could be the greatest character in the history of zombie television. It, it, the the one where he's on the uh, dude ranch the uh, <laughs> that was awesome. So yes, I think they're getting a lot of publicity out of saying they're going to end it, but their most popular remaining characters will continue on. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, I saw people mourning that, and I'm like, fools, yeah. you've been sucked <laughs> in. They have a larger thing. plan. The Walking Dead will live longer than you. It's all it's about sort of like Star Wars movies. Company. Yeah. Yeah, and we said the boys came back. I do want to, you know, I'll call that out. The, the boys uh, came back, and already there is, I don't know, review bombing because there are people mad that, you have to, that after releasing the first three episodes, you can't binge the entire season. You have to wait week for week. I am so grateful that, yeah, I you know. We, uh, hey, kids, it used to be that I didn't get to watch Six Million Dollar Man because I had Indian guides. I know it's politically incorrect, but that's how old I am. It was YMCA. Um, I don't even know what they call it now. But that I couldn't watch Six Million Dollar Man because that was the night of our meetings. And then, you know, you, that was it. That was it. So, people, come on. You've got didn't even have a VCR. What? Didn't even have a VCR to record it. No, I did not. You had to hope you could catch it in summer reruns. Yeah, and once a month, though, when VCRs became a thing, once a month my dad would rent one, and then we would rent two movies and watch them over and over and over again all weekend long. But you can do it more than once a month. So, kids, I lived in a primitive era. And uh, so, yeah, please, you have to wait a week for the boys. And you got three episodes. It was like having a pilot movie. It was great. It was was a a great opener. Uh, you know, and then Bill and Ted Pace the Music came out. That was a great closer. Uh, and I'm sure there's more. Star Trek Lower Decks, we should probably talk about Mulan. that. Mulan. I did I did watch Mulan as well. Um, and as, as Rick noted, you know, it's like the three Jokers. I have to watch more Star Trek Lower Decks before I can decide if I really like it. Because it's plotted really well. I just don't find it all that funny. The, like, the, all the Star Trek plots are legit. The episode Cupid's Errant Arrow... I haven't watched it yet. Has so many references to past episodes. It's yeah, insane. but you know, all right. I don't want to dig into that. I'm here. not going to spoil anything because I promised to let let Nate go um, watch his sleeping children for like hours. He just stands there and goes, "Yes, you're asleep." <laughs> Thank God. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks for watching, tuning in, and if you are uh, watching this not live. Thanks for doing that, too. And, of course, if you have any questions, comments, commentary, compliments, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. I notice now more than ever that there are plenty of podcasts that are talking about similar things you chose to share with this one. Re- share your time. Really appreciate that. I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. I'm Rick Brett Snyder. And I'm Nate Costa. Use, Use your, your powers for good. good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.